And here we go, folks. We're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. Boy, is you know, there's a reason why fall is a lot of people's favorite time of year. Can you? It, there's not frost on the pumpkin outside, but it's coolish. It's coolish. It's it coolish. Feels good. Yeah, it feels great. You know, low humidity. You know, you get out and do what you want to do. You don't have to worry too much about allergies. I don't think there's a lot of pollen in the air. It's good. It's great out there. So anyway, good time of year. You know, sure is. You know. So anyway, folks, introduce the players. I'm Jim Ross. We've got Terry Wilcox on the board. Hey. Thank goodness. Representative Scott Sapicki. Good morning, everybody. Sarah Elizabeth Hickman McLeod and about four other names uh, we got no. with her. Mm-mm. You know, Just four. <laughs> and Sheila's a little under the weather. We're sorry that Sheila's not with us, but uh, but hopefully we'll have her back next week. We yes. don't think we could keep her away anyway. We don't no. want to keep her away. No. And we hope that she's back. I hope that she feels better. Yes. Coach James Dickerson is absent without leave. We will properly chastise him when he comes in oh, here. But I'm going to tell you, he had a big game. Because Mount Pleasant, Withorn Tigers are still undefeated. I think it was 44-6 was the final. Both teams were undefeated uh, going in, and uh, the Withorn Tigers uh, took it to Mount Pleasant Tigers. Awesome. Well, my grandson is the quarterback, so I'm, I'm not going to brag about that too much. Here. <laughs> oh, I'll, yeah. I'll do it for you, buddy. <laughs> but I think you. he had a pretty good game. I know he rushed for a couple of touchdowns, but he, but uh, I don't know what else uh, went on, but I'll find out, out a little bit later. And Scott's here with his big orange on. Big orange. You know. <laughs> it, it is a uh, it is te- it is football time in Tennessee. And as you know, everything else grinds to a halt. While football season is going on, on Saturdays when the balls play, and then, and then Friday night, Friday night Friday, football, uh, yeah. And so we've got uh, it's another week of, of high school football going around. All four, uh, all four teams in Murray County will be in action tonight. Uh, Spring Hill will be at home hosting Lincoln County tonight. Ooh, that'll uh, be a toughie. Yeah, well, it will be. But uh, last week, Spring Hill got got a victory, a big victory, a big victory, first a blowout victory over Maplewood. So mm-hmm. congratulations to the Raiders. Um, uh, Columbia Academy will host Huntington, Huntingdon, t- done <laughs> Say tonight. Say it real quick, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in, in a, Say that five times real fast. That's tough. <laughs> uh, right now, Columbia Academy sits at one and two, but what's interesting is uh, the first week they played Middle Tennessee Christian to a quadruple overtime loss, and then last week they played. They went to Friendship Christian and was winning 21 to 12 with three minutes left in the third and then had a couple bad breaks that, that broke the game open on them. But Friendship Christian is number one in Division uh, Vision 2 uh, 1A, and Middle Tennessee Christian is number two. Well, Scott, you've often said that usually when it comes to winning or losing, particularly at this level, a lot of times it's who makes the least mistakes. That's all it is. And and uh, last week up twenty one to twelve, <clears throat> turned the ball over. They, no, that they got caught. They got hit with a trick play that broke the game open, uh, and then they had a uh, another long run. So two big plays hurt them last week. But uh, Columbia Academy playing very well, and then we've got Mount Pleasant, like you talked about, will be hosting are going to Harpeth. Uh, to play tonight, Harpeth is one and two. So, look for the Mount Pleasant Tigers to chalk up another victory and remain undefeated four and zero. Then the big game tonight, the the game of the week is going to be Columbia uh, Central traveling to hosting nope, hosting. Sorry about that, hosting Shelbyville and old time 
mm-hmm. old matchup between those two schools that used to go on since the days of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> but uh, uh, Shelbyville coming to town, uh, going to be normally very – both teams know each other. These kids normally know each other. And a very tough physical football game. That's our game of the week, right, T-Wood? That Game of the week, it'll be on uh, 101, this channel, starting at 530 and then at – about 6.45, both channels, we will simulcast the game on 101 and 103, and Lou and Lee will be on the call. So right. you know, if you're looking for something to do tonight, you're going to, have, um, you're going to have Spring Hill at home, you're going to have Columbia Academy at home, and you're going to have Columbia Central at home. So three chances to go on a date night tonight. <laughs> It'll be absolutely gorgeous weather. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous weather. Low humidity, probably game time kickoff going to be in the 70s. Yeah. So get out, support your local kids. Trust me, to these kids, it matters to see people in the stands. It's a cheap ticket. It too. is. And, and, you know, and, cheap entertainment. And just, it yeah. supports these programs. We've got girls soccer going on right now. Get out to see the girls soccer games that are out there. Just get out and enjoy your community and support these kids and support these programs. So it's going to be a, a really, really good Friday. And then, you know, we got college football rolling out. Uh, we had an NFL game last night. The Detroit Lions. Surprise, surprise. Detroit Lions. First time Patrick Mahomes has lost his home opener. Is this the beginning of the end for the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, don't you know they were no. just steaming at Arrowhead oh, yeah. about all that? Yeah. And losing to Detroit? Well, I mean, Detroit looks good. Yeah. I mean, they do look good. good. Yeah, Detroit is um, – I mean, they're one of the teams that is uh, projected to go quite a ways this year. And, and uh, Kansas City, maybe they were just sitting back – playing on everything they've done in the past, but uh, you got to play every game in the NFL. Well, the question you ask yourself about Kansas City is Chris Jones, their star defensive end, is out. He, he sit, he, he's, he's sitting out in a contract dispute, and Travis Kelsey, the best, one of the best probably players in the NFL, was also out too. So two of their top weapons at Kansas City, it showed last night that, that yeah. Mahomes really didn't have that go-to person, and there was not much pressure on Jared Goff. And if you give any NFL quarterback, and I don't care who it is, okay, well, there's some that probably would. But <laughs> if you, it doesn't really matter. If you give an NFL-style quarterback time to throw the football, they will find the right person. They'll pick you apart. But, uh, well, college- the other thing to understand, too, now, folks, that Detroit is hungry they haven't made the playoffs in six years, and they are ready to get out. Well, they stole one. I mean, they yeah. got one that, that the, everybody said they were going to lose. And, and when you're trying to make the playoffs and you can steal a victory like that on the road, that bodes well for you in the future. So that, that congratulations to those Lion fans. Willie, hey. is that you? I, I grew up a Lions fan all the time, but I never expected them to do anything, which they never did. Well, the, <laughs> the, last, the last time they were any good, their Hall of Fame running back was playing on the field. That's right. Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. So, best ever. college football, uh, Tennessee Volunteers did what we all thought they would do. They came in and destroyed Virginia, which is not a very good football team. Um, it doesn't get much tougher for the Volunteers this week as they host Austin P. So, good luck to the governors, but it'll be a big payday for you when you show up in Knoxville anyway. Yeah, just no, nobody get hurt. This is like this is like the the, the tune up, right? You kind of take a chance the first week, and then this is the easy week where you you, you regroup. We got number one Georgia uh, versus Ball State, and who struggled mightily against UT Martin, huh? How about that one? Yeah, no UT kidding. Martin had him for a while. Uh, Michigan looks very very good this year. Willie, I know is happy with that. Oh yeah, uh, Alabama looks like they struggle a little bit. And let me tell you something: they jumped in in the frying pan this week with the Longhorns from Texas that are coming to Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. And if you watched the game last year, Texas had them. 
Yeah, they did have Texas them. had them. They had mm-hmm. them. So, and with Texas going to the SEC, this could become the quote unquote SEC West big rivalries between Texas and Alabama. And so we'll see how that's going to fall out, but that's going to be your number one game in, in, in the country this but year. But Alabama does look like they may have a quarterback. They do, but I mean, I just, Texas looks good. They got a tight end for a quarterback, by the way. That guy's huge. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> Florida State will take on Southern Miss. Florida State dispatched rudely LSU uh, this week in a football game. And so uh, LSU got exposed. They did. Uh, Ohio State will take on Youngstown State. So not a, not a lot of big games here. Like we said, Tennessee, Austin P. But the one that everybody's going to be watching is, is that, is that uh, Alabama-Texas yeah. game. And then as we get into next week, we're going to start to see some of these conference games start to hit. And not, now you'll see some you, – you'll start to separate the uh, contenders from the pretenders real quickly. Well, next week – not this week, but next week you're going to see uh, the Vols venture down into the swamp. Yeah. And also, who does Florida play this week? Uh, well, they're not ranked in the top 25, so I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then uh, congratulations to the Duke, Duke Blue Devils. I mean, they absolutely took Clemson apart. And so, you know, and look good doing it. I mean, it, I mean, they they just beat Clemson. Well, I want to know is as bad as Clemson lost, right? How do they remain in the top twenty five? They got they're they, like what twenty four or something like 25th. that. And it wasn't it wasn't like Duke pulled off the upset, right? Yeah, Duke was in control of that game from the whole the start. game. I mean, they beat Clemson. It wasn't like they got lucky. They went out and just beat Clemson. And their quarterback's a basketball player, and he looked great. And then the upset alert this week is uh, my Badgers, number 19, Wisconsin, travels to Washington State. Washington State knocked them off last year at home, and Washington State playing very good. Wisconsin kind of playing a little shaky right now, trying to figure out this new air raid offense, uh, square peg in a round hole. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but that's would, a wave of the future. It, well, it would not surprise me. Well, ask, ask Illinois that. I mean, they, they, yeah. won, they won nine games last year just pounding the ball at people. But um, I think you got to have a healthy mix, right? Yeah. But you, but Wisconsin's going all into this air raid offense, which is, has a lot of people very nervous in it. The last person who tried this, I can't remember his name now, he lasted at Wisconsin for nine games, and they ran him out of town because he wanted to just throw the ball all over the field, and that's not Wisconsin football. So we'll see. But uh, you know, not a lot of big games, but that but that Alabama uh, – we got Coach here. That Alabama-Texas game. Coach, you want to give us a, a prognostication on that game? Wow, what a day. What a day that's going to be in Tuscaloosa. We're leaving at 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh, you're going to go? Oh, yeah. We got season tickets, Scott. Mm -hmm. Well, I heard there's a guest... Uh, a, a guest person on game day. That's me. And I thought it might have been Coach. You're going to sit next to Lee Corso. Uh, Joe Namath is going to be a special Joe guest. Namath is? Yeah, he's 80 years old, Joe oh Namath. My. Broadway Joe. But it's going to be a big day in Tuscaloosa. I've talked to several people down in Tuscaloosa this week, uh, and they said they's, they they lived there all their life, and they said we've never seen anything like this. He said Winnevago Road is packed. They having all kind of parties all week long. Roads closed. He said it's Melee down in Tuscaloosa right now. The atmosphere so has got is. to be electric. It is. And we were talking about this is with the with the with Texas coming into the to the SEC. This could be the potential of a of a major rivalry moving forward. It really is. You know. They played ten times over the uh, career of the, both schools, and uh, actually Texas leads the series seven wins to two wins wow. to Alabama. So, you know, back when uh, Bear Bryant was coaching, Texas clipped Alabama three years in a row by one point. You know, uh-huh. in a big cotton bow and stuff like that. And then last year in, in in Austin, we were talking about this. Texas had them, and then at the end they came back and kicked that field goal to win it. I did thirty-one so, yard field goal, yeah. Proctor. Yeah. So it was. 
You know, it, it was it was twenty to nineteen. Twenty nineteen. It was a real good football game. Hopefully, we'll see another good nail biter. I like a good football game. You know, we don't want to see a blowout. Now, I know you Alabama fans would like to see seventy to nothing, but we all would like to see <laughs> something. Five. I think Alabama will score. Uh, I'd like to see something where both teams are are going at it desperately late into the fourth quarter trying to win it. Well, That'd be yeah, exciting. I've got that game. gut feeling that you'll see that kind of game yes. tomorrow. They're night. both good football teams, very deep, and and we'll see what happens. And I had a, my best buddy down there, uh, Coach Barker's son. He said that uh, he's seen. Two tickets posted online, $1,400 a piece, and them sold within five minutes. $1,400 a piece. Wow. Wow. All right, now, speaking of, of good football teams, Coach, you you run a pretty good record right now. You had a pretty good week this past week with you. Well, great week. Boys. Mount Pleasant was 4-0 and coming into town, and we was 3-0. Uh, and uh, Mount Pleasant had a good football team. They was less bigger than we was, but uh, – you know, some nights you you're on and all, hitting on all cylinders, and we hit on all cylinders on that, and beat a good Mount Pleasant team, uh, forty four to six, I believe it was. Wow, what was the halftime score? Twenty eight nothing. Wow, mm-hmm. so you, you, y'all started rolling from the from the get go. Yeah, I think uh, I, th- I think I read some stats. I'm not a big stats guy, but I think we had seventeen uh, rushes for two hundred eighty five yards. <laughs> The average there is pretty high. <laughs> 11.5 yards carry. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we look real good. We threw the ball decent, too. Uh, your, your grandson ended up about 53 yards passing on that and a, t- a touchdown. Well, that's a testament to the receivers, too. And you defense, got some good receivers. De- yeah, we do. We got some speed. And defense played super well, too. Give up six points. And uh, uh, we hadn't yielded but, like, 12 points for the whole season, though. Well, how, how about this coming week? We got E.A. Cox Tuesday night. At, at Cox. At Cox. Uh, yeah, E.A. Cox was the, the league champions last year, but E.A. Cox has uh, lost a bunch of acres last year. They're not real good this year. But, you know, you got to go play it. Anything can happen on Tuesday night. And you find out mm-hmm. really fast. So guys. Right now in the conference, uh, it's uh, Withorn and C.A., are the two top two teams right now. Then it follows by Mount Pleasant, you know, on down the line. But right now we got a big showdown coming to CA in three weeks and that's that's probably gonna be for the Marbles. Battle Creek is still winning big. They haven't lost any games except us and CA and Battle Creek's gotta play and Mount Pleasant and Battle Creek's gotta play. But right now we end up with uh uh EA Cox this Tuesday, Spring Hill for homecoming two weeks and then we end the season at Columbia Academy. Right. Then, then the playoffs start. Well, it sounds like a great season. It, it is. It is is shaping up. So, anything else on the college front, Scott? You're no. The top ten, real quick, is uh, starting in reverse order. Notre Dame number ten, Volunteers at nine, Washington at eight, Penn State seven, Southern Cal six, Ohio State slipped to five, Florida State jumped all the way to number four, Alabama at three, Michigan number two, and Georgia question mark number one. Where's Clemson? Clemson is hanging on by the skin of their teeth at 25. Wow. Where, where did Florida State start at? Uh, they went from 11. Eighth. Eighth, okay. Eighth. All right. That's a pretty good jump. Eighth. Well, he jumped over to Ohio State, and Ohio State won. So, yeah. the, the, like I said, the one that I'm really, I'm really questioning right now is Georgia. Yeah. Uh, I think they're living off of last year's stats, and I think this might be a year where if the volunteers can hold things together and stay away from injuries – could be very interesting that that game in Tuscaloosa after the Texas A&M game you could ha- you possibly could have both Alabama and Flor and Tennessee undefeated playing in that game wow that'd be good undefeated that'd be good all right there T Willie we about ready to take a break 
I believe we are, folks. We're going to be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. I don't know about you, but I just love doing business with small businesses. You feel appreciated when you walk in and they know your name. At Caledonian Financial, we try very hard to appreciate our clients. We value everyone and we reject the idea that you're not worthy of advice if you don't have a certain amount of money. We love our neighbors, all of them. This is Monty Sneed with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Jumpin' Joe Wiley, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwenGroup, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group. Land is your legacy. Here we go. This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Inside Middle Tennessee on Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM. And we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. Sarah's over here grinning. I think she's got something. That, uh, well, I'm building on what we talked about last week. So. That's not that long. It's all right. It's one of those things. You just, it's, it's sort of a short history moment today because I know we were in the midst of sports. <laughs> other things, so. your, your favorite topic. My, well, I'm I'm learning from y'all. I mean, I'm trying to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I used to keep up a lot more with sports when I did Sports Hall of Fame. That's what y'all Mata said last Saturday night. They're trying to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. They play Missouri this week. They do. So another payday. Another payday. That's MTSU, folks. Yeah. So they're on the road. <laughs> Don't knock it, Scott. Your children might end up there. I hear you. It's a good. It's a good school. I like so. MTSU. Do. Oh yeah. It's forty-five minutes from Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> Just far enough. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to talk a little bit more about the Tennessee State Capitol um, and about its architecture and its architect. So the cornerstone of the Capitol was laid on July the fourth, eighteen forty-five. So July the fourth, eighteen forty. Yeah. Okay. Um, William Strickland was he designed uh, designed the building and supervised the construction until his death, and William Strickland helped establish the Greek Revival movement in the United States. And some of the other notable things he did. Other notable things. Um, there are several buildings in Philadelphia, South Carolina, Georgia, North Carolina, Louisiana, Rhode Island, New Jersey, Virginia, and Delaware. But in Tennessee, he did the Capitol, the Second Presbyterian Church in Nashville, which has been demolished, unfortunately, the Wilson County Courthouse. So that would be Lebanon, and it burned. But um, the two other buildings still standing in Tennessee was the first Presbyterian church in downtown Nashville. If you've yeah. never been in it, it's a cool building. Yeah. And then Belmont Mansion at okay. Alicia Ackland's house mm-hmm. at Belmont University. Uh, but when he died, um, he is actually buried in his greatest work. Um, he's buried at the Tennessee State Capitol. Really? In the wall. Uh, <laughs> in the wall? In the wall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're they're yeah. That's pretty. <laughs> Don't get too close. You might reach out and grab. You. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> on Halloween. Um, but he started out as a landscape painter, and then he became an engineer and an architect. So he was pretty well known. Um, his son uh, Francis served as the architect for the next three years to finish because um, he died. Um, he died during the um, ar- during the building of the state capital. Um, and then the last stone was laid on the tower cupola on July the 21st, 1855. 
So it took them 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, Francis Strickland designed the cast iron roof decorations. So that is cast iron on the top of the ta- uh, Capitol. Um, and they were cast by a Nashville um, gentleman named T.M. Brennan. Um, and in 1857, the building uh, commissioned a commission dismissed Strickland, his son. Uh, a year later, Harvey M. Ackroyd, um, he designed the last room in the building, the state library. Um, that was in the state capitol at that time. Um, the construction was completed in 1859, but grounds work continued until the outbreak of the Civil War. And as a result of the war, the final two gasoliers for the stair and east lobby of the legislative floor were never ordered. All right. Tell everybody what that is. A gasolier is, is a light. It's like a chandelier, but it has gas to it and you light it. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a um, a really cool gasolier at the Anthonyum. Um Still? It's not. No, it's electrified. Okay, it's not functional. No, it's as not gas. Func- but it was gas at the at one time, and it's in the uh, in the main hall at the Anthonyum. If you've never been to the Anthonyum, go up there and yeah. look. Um, but the interior spaces on the ground floor <laughs> for the Capitol, um, the governor's office, the state archives, the office of the Secretary of State, the treasurer, and the register <laughs> of land. Not the register of deeds, but the register of land. Uh, as well as the Tennessee Supreme Court, a federal district court, and the repository of the official weights and measures was in the Capitol originally. Um, the main floor contained the assembly halls for the House of Representatives and the Senate, um, the legislative committee rooms, and the state library. Hey, Scott, when y'all have your legislative committee meetings, do you still have them in the rooms at the Capitol? Mm-hmm. Okay, so y'all don't have o- like a... Old Supreme Court in the library. Okay. Um, and the state library, which is... Considered one of the finest rooms in the Capitol, the library features cast iron stacks. If you've never been in there, it is fantastic. Uh, Surrounding galleries and a spiral staircase Mm -hmm. connecting to the various (laughs) stack levels. Have you been up the stairs? No, I I have not, but I'll tell you a funny story. There was one day that we were in session a while back, and um, we had an issue on the House floor, and so we, we took a quick recess to go into the legislative library to discuss an issue that was coming to the House floor. And we were in the meeting. The doors were closed, and all of a sudden we heard a beep go off. And everybody's like, what was that? So we sent our, our people up this round, the spiral staircase <laughs> on top, and there was a reporter laying down there quietly trying to record what we were saying. Oh, <laughs> So a good if, if place to hide. If you ever been to the legislative library, it's pretty neat because it is the history yes. of all of Tennessee. But there's places up there that you can hide, and so now whenever we have a meeting in there, we send people in there to clear the room to make sure. It's clear. <laughs> and Geraldo Rivera shows up everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Al, they found Al Capone's uh, safe up there. Oh, oh, good. Good. That's what about what about Jimmy Hoffa? <laughs> uh, he's in the cornerstone. Yeah, he's in the, cor- oh, he's in the wall. He's a, another story for another day. Yeah, Jimmy Hoffa. I've never really researched Jimmy Hoffa, but that might be a cool thing to do. You'll never find him. I'll never find him. <laughs> um, the Wood and Perot Company provided the decorative ironwork in the library as well as the ironwork for the staircases in the main building and the tower um at the beginning there were portraits um and there's still portraits hanging up there but they called portraits of various worthies to decorate the ceiling of the library chamber chamber um so uh, it has uh, beginning in the northeast corner and proceeding south the portraits include dr gerard troost 
the first state geologist, historian William Hickling Prescott, James Kent, the father of American jurisprudence. Jurisprudence. Yes. Dr. James Priestley, noted geologist and president of Cumberland College. In the southwest corner and proceeding north, the portraits include the Reverend, Reverend Charles Coffin, the president of the University of Tennessee at the time, Dr. Philip Lindsley, president of the University of Nashville, Matthew Fontaine Murray, the pathfinder of the seas. He's a story into himself. All right, president of the University of Nashville. Is that, that still around or... No, I think the University of Nashville eventually became... Peabody? No, I think it became Montgomery Bell. Okay. Did it not? I don't don't know. know. I need to do some research. Oh, Sarah. You know, you ask questions (laughs) sometimes that it helps me with another history moment. There you go. And then Henry Wadsworth Logfellow is in the portraits in the library. I hadn't thought about that name in a long no, time. and he's another story, too. Uh, but the, the State Library was housed. Um, the State Library also housed the Tennessee Historical Society and most of its collections until the mid-1880s in the state capitol. Wow. So it's a pretty cool building. I mean, we talked about that last week and the grounds surrounding and everything. I, I went up last year uh, in November for James K. Polk's birthday yeah and uh laid a wreath with the tennessee national guard um on his and sarah's grave and it walking up there was pretty cool yeah it was a nice morning like this and kind of i kind of got kind of got chills chills and nostalgic setting walking up those steps well the scotts often said about you know you get up there in the well and the gravity uh, of it all kind of kind of hits you and you just kind of go wow you know you're just you know you're you're making history yes but um in middle tennessee we are very blessed with a lot of beautiful architecture oh yeah and this time of year it's good to ride around and see the houses or the buildings um this is the time of year that i do historic surveys for the office Mm -hmm. Um, if I have to go and do stuff. All right, now what is a historic survey? So a historic survey. So the Tennessee, the Tennessee Historical Commission is charged with keeping um, a survey of historic buildings, houses, everything. Um, and it's a GIS map um, on their website. And people go out, graduate students, my, like uh, historic preservationists like myself that work at development districts. And other people go around and just do a historic survey, make sure some of the houses are still there, and get the, <laughs> the get the history of the houses. And um, sometimes it's you ever find any surprises? Sometimes you get there and a house has been altered so much that it's lost its historical integrity. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, you also get to places where you um, it's listed on the National Register, and half the building is demolished. Wow, I had no idea. Like the Murray County Board of Education. <laughs> <laughs> that is the the board of education that part of the building uh, the uh, it was part of the original national register nomination for old central high school so things like that but um i walk around and sometimes it's it's funny it's dangerous now but it was funny in the beginning before it got dangerous but people will see you walking around with a camera and a clipboard yeah and that unnerves people in a in an area and a lady's like you took my picture and i'm like ma'am we did not take your picture we are taking pictures of the 
of the buildings or the house or whatever. And I was with a group from the Tennessee Historical Commission doing it. And it got scary sometimes, you know. Um, they object that much? Yes. I don't I don't get it. I mean, we're just trying to document the history of the the houses and the architecture and the buildings. Just say, so. ma'am, you can walk over here and we won't take your picture. Yes. You know, yes. But we got to take a picture of this, so don't stand in front of it. Yes, but that also goes into play when um, – when federal fund federal grants come into play um there's a a process called a 106 review which you have to check to see if the work is going to negatively impact a historic building or a eligible building for the national register and stuff so that that map helps us figure that out as well wow so had had absolutely no idea. No, some days are fun for me. Some days are not. <laughs> and you get to do this over eight counties. Uh, thirteen counties. Oh, thirteen. Uh, 13 counties. Counties. Is that all? Thirteen counties and thirty-five municipalities. There's not enough time in a day. No. And not enough people. No, there's not. There's not enough historic preservationists. I'll tell you that. But um, it, it's a lot of work. But I love the communities we serve, and I get to serve. My home community as yeah. well in this position. Well, are you off anywhere in the next week or two in particular? Um, I just I went to Manchester yesterday, um, and then um, next week I think I'm going to Bell Buckle. Now, Bell Buckle's got a lot of history. Oh, I love Bell Buckle. It's a sweet little town. Um, and uh, unspoiled at the moment. Yes, it's awesome. You know, other than Web School, what else? Web School's there. Um, just they have some really. If you, that's a day trip, um, you can go over there on a Saturday, have lunch at the Bell Buckle Cafe, have um, a fried pie um, from the Bluebird. Um, you can walk through the antique shops over there. They have some really cute shops and everything. It's a it's a cool day trip. And if you then hit War Trace and downtown Cheville and you hit Bedford County. You know, the crazy thing about Webb School that people don't realize, Webb School, their, their students, a lot of them are international. Yes, they have quite a, a large uh, amount. And they, their campus is very historic. So, you know. And it was, it could have been in Kalioka, but Kalioka was too wild. That's another story for another day. Another story. Yes. There we go. Don't you like our tangents? Yes. But anyway, there's your history moments today. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. All right, folks. We we need to pay a few bills. We're going to be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. We always get the question, what is Caledonia? That's easy. We're a full financial services firm. Who is Caledonia? Well, that's a little more interesting. Monty has an economics background. Daisy and Perry come from the banking world. Gay is an accountant. And Thomas has science and business degrees. Blair was a small business owner. Finally, I'm Becky Price, and I have a background in education. Together, we make up Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. The Kiwanis Club and Columbia Main Street are partnering to create the best event of the season, the annual Kiwanis Chili Cook-Off and the new Main Street event, Fall Fest on the Square. This will be held September 30th, 3 to 7 p.m., downtown Columbia. There will be music, food trucks, vendors, and entertainment by the renowned Journey Band, Majestic. For more information, visit the Kiwanis of Columbia Facebook page and click the Events tab or go to www.visitcolumbia.com. You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed. And a playoffs weekend becomes a lifetime of memories. It's a tradition like no other. At a track like no other. 
And after it's all over, you still won't believe it ever happened. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. Here we go. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. You're listening to the best in news, talk, sports, and music on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia, Tennessee. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. And we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee on an absolutely glorious day. Beautiful day. You know, Coach, I bet it makes your practices a little bit easier not to have boiling hot going on out there. It is. It's most definitely good for the kids and the coaches. This time of year is kind of a fun time to get out there around 3.15 every day. Oh, well, you can get after it hard the whole time now. You can. You know? Yeah. And get after them in a big way. But, you know, the big problem is, is you got to sell them on why they got to continue drinking water. They got yeah. to drink water. They, they can cramp in this 70-degree weather. Of, Just as well as they can 100, huh? They can. You know, 
<laughs> Scott, anything going on up at the state at all? There isn't not much going on at the state. We're just working on some education bills that I'll, I'll get into probably in the next couple of weeks that we get more closer to them. But there are some announcements going on in Murray County. Mind if I throw that? Oh, yeah, please. Uh, there is a, for the Murray County Volunteer Fire Department, this is up by you, Sarah Elizabeth. Yes. Uh, there is a shrimp boil fundraiser. It'll be uh, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on October 28th. The tickets are $20 per plate. It's to raise money for, for that fire that, that new fire hall up there on Carter's Creek. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll keep very abreast of that, but it's October 28th, 11 a.m. to 3 it's 1180 Carter's Creek Pike. It's the, uh, the brand new station. They're going to try to raise $10,000 for improvements to that facility up there. And now you're busy all the time because we can hear them rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, oh. other, the other one is there's a Murray County Veterans Day parade on November 11th at 11 a.m. Um, it is sponsored by the Murray County Veterans Services. I think it's going to go oh, – I lost my train of thought where it's going to go. I'm sorry. Um, it's going from the Columbia Plaza down to where the post office is. Yes, down to um, the courthouse. Yeah, I think so. Yes, but that's uh, how it used to go. But that, that's November eleventh. That, that'll, that'll go down through Riverwalk. Uh, I don't no, think so. No, no, no. The one time we did it in high school, we did something like that. But yeah. it'll, it'll be a, it'll be a chance to get out there. And support the veterans in his Veterans Day parade, and then there's another interesting one coming. Uh, Riley Gaines, the 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 lady, the young lady who swam against Leah Thomas and all that, uh, she is coming to Murray County uh, at the Memorial Building uh, on September 20th uh, at 6 p.m. at the Memorial Building. It's called Save Women Sports, um, and this is something that's very uh, very near and dear to my heart. Three years ago, I ran a bill in the General <clears throat> Assembly preventing boys from playing girls' sports in high school and middle school. And then the following year, uh, uh, Representative Reagan and myself, we both uh, co-sponsored a bill that prevented it in our colleges and universities in Tennessee. Both those pieces of legislation, mine and, and Reagan's that I co-sponsored, those have been become model pieces of legislation across the state where we were the first state in the country to do this. There are now 17 states that have this on their agendas to pass also, making sure that girls will compete against girls only, yeah, biological girls. yeah. And so that's something I'm really proud of. She's coming to town and tell her story about— She's been a national spokesperson for it, too. She is. And and, it was, and caught a lot of heat for it, too. She has caught a lot of heat for it, but, I, but you know, there's right and there's wrong. And what's right is these young girls, these girls are competing against other biological girls because, let me tell you something, in sports— there is a difference between men and women. Yeah. And if you want if you don't if you don't believe me, go to a golf course. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. It's it's at a golf course. And it's and so um anyway, uh those are some events coming up and then uh, get out and enjoy this <laughs> beautiful weather because I think uh, summer's going to have one more bite at us here. And oh yeah, it always does. One more bite yeah. and then it's and the, then we'll break. Yeah. And and one other thing, Sarah, you, Help me on this one. Isn't there a Mule Fest coming up? Or uh, the Columbia, the Qantas Club Chili oh, the, Cookoff? The and, and Chili Cookoff. It's going to be a fall the, festival downtown. Yeah, I'm sorry. I said Mule Fest. Fall so, festival. Yeah, a fall festival downtown. And I don't. It's the 29th of September? I, I believe so. Hold on. I'm going to. Y'all keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But it's it's sometime, and there's a lot of things going on with that. That's, that's yes, supposed to be that's, huge. That's going to be huge. Okay, yes. Fall Fest, Columbia Main Street presents Fall Fest uh, with the Kiwanis Chili Cook-Off September 30th in downtown Columbia. Um, and I'll get Suzanne Ganser to come back and talk about it. But it's from 3 to 7 p.m. in historic downtown Columbia, uh, you can purchase tickets for the chili cook-off from the Kiwanis Club. So find your favorite Kiwanis member and buy them. Scott is a Kiwanis member? Yes. Yes. So, um, and then there's going to be a Journey tribute band to play hits from the 1980s classic rock band. Other live entertainment, seasonal bites from food trucks, um, handmade crafts by local artisans, and then all ages will have a blast in the fun zone with games, arts, and crafts, and fall-themed activities. So, there you go. Yeah, um, in fact, we just ran that commercial at 820. <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, we didn't have on all our headsets. Uh, yeah, time. we do not. We take I, our I headsets got, off. Yeah, so. yeah, they've been coming in on our normally on at the road. 11 o'clock show. Yeah, we won't have one today because we'll be uh, on the road, but uh, they'll be back next week, I'm sure. And um, I also have a, another shameless plug, if I may. Um, the James K. Polk home is getting ready to have um, the uh, dark horse dinner uh, <laughs> at the Polk home uh, on September the Come on, Sarah Elizabeth. 23rd. Um, tickets are available at the Polk Home or via the James K. Polk Home website. Um, we're going to have um, food um, and other events. We're going to have a cornhole tournament. Uh, we're going to have a wine pool. Um, so um, it's going to be really cool uh, in the gardens at the Polk Home. Um, if you're interested, you can look at the James K. Polk Home website. Um, just Google James K. Polk Home. Yeah, it'll be on there, and you can get tickets via Eventbrite. We have set that up there on there. I believe tickets are a hundred dollars for members and a hundred and fifty for non-members. I don't quote me on that. You'll have to look. Yeah, but just um, eyeball it. Eyeball it. So, um, it's always a fun fall mm-hmm. event uh, to attend. I was cool. also I was also just texted by the boss. Uh oh. To restate something here about the Save the Women's Sports with Riley Gaines. Mm-hmm. It is September 20th at the Memorial Building right across the street from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, VIP is from 530 and general mission starts at 6 p.m. So it's September 20th, Memorial Building, starting at 530 to 6. Yeah. Her, her father was an Olympic swimmer and um, I think a gold medalist and maybe a world record holder at one one point. So. I, I'm going to correct myself. $100 for Polk Association members and 125 for non-members. Gotcha. Sorry. Gotcha. Wow. Scott, legends <laughs> state-wise? Uh, not much. Uh, you know, we the uh, the project on Bear Creek is is moving ahead. As you know, they have the northbound lane. It's kind of it's kind of weird right now through going through their people. So please slow down. It is very weird. Going but once there. they get it done, it'll be a lot better. Yeah. Uh, they're working on the northbound exit on 65, uh, getting that ironed out. And then that's the last piece of the puzzle. Then they'll start to do the finishing paving and putting up the permanent traffic lights. And that, that project will be done. Um, Ahead of schedule too, right? That's correct. They have been taking the uh, asphalt measurements on Pulaski Highway, like we talked about, the paving project that's going to start there from the Giles County line, basically all the way up to the Skate Center. 
Uh, TDOT has been doing their measurements, so look for that project to start soon. We will let people know when it does so you can start to choose your alulternative way to get north on on Pulaski Highway. The paving project by TDOT on the interstate from the Marshall County line to Bear Creek has been completed. So that's done. Uh, they are looking at the uh, project going is highway one sixty six from Mount Pleasant headed over towards Hohenwald. Uh, they have just about got all of the right-of-way identified and starting to be purchased. They're still trying to navigate a couple of the springs that have popped up that they weren't aware of, but they think they figured out a way to solve that. So that project should start to work the expansion of 166. Is there going to be a four-lane? Yes. A four-lane all the way to Hohenwald? Yes. That'll open up Hohenwald in a big way. It'll open up Commerce for us. Yeah. Commerce. Uh, and then, you know, we have the, you know, the the – uh, County Commission, I believe uh, this month, I think it's this month, they have to choose their new commission chair. So that'll happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Fulbright uh, has has stepped down, and Betty Kinzer has stepped mm-hmm. down on the school board. They they did not choose to run for re-election of their uh, uh, head of the school board and vice chair. The new the new chair is Will Sims, and the vice chair is Jackson Carter. Uh, and so that's the, two, that's the new leadership of the school board, and we'll see what happens with that. And then uh, we do have the town hall coming up. I don't have that data in front of me, but we do have the town hall that we required at the state level from the Charter School Commission that if a charter school was denied at the local level and an appeal was made to the state, they have to come down, the state has to come down and hold a town hall here in Murray County. That will be at the school board. I'll have more information on that probably next week. But uh, you can write in a comment to it. Uh, there are limited spots available for testimony. Um, I'll be providing some testimony on on, on the charter school issue. Um, but it's, I can go, tell you, you got it? Go ahead. Yeah, I got it. Uh, September the 21st at 4 p.m. at uh, Horse O. Porter School at 1 1101 uh, Bridge Street in Columbia. And there's information on. Um, on the Murray County Public Schools Facebook page, um, there's a link on there that you can sign up mm-hmm. to speak, or I think you can send in a comment as well. Yeah, they only—I think they only allow five people to speak on pro and con. That's it. Yeah. Um, and remember this, folks. It, this this charter school commission—they don't look at the whether you want a charter school or not. What they look at is the application. Has the application met? the criteria set forth by the state. And then if the the answer is yes, then the Charter School Commission approves them. Some people think this is a rubber stamp. I think, if if I remember right, out of the last five charters that have gone to the Charter School Commission, three of them have been denied. Yeah. So it's not a rubber stamp. They have to make sure, because we are talking about children's education, and we want to make sure that if a charter school is approved, it will benefit these children's educational outcomes. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not into business to just provide an alternative that's going to provide an alternative that's not going to improve their lives. And so the charter schools, they, they face a little bit tougher road to hoe than the public schools because we don't close public schools. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've had public schools here in Murray County that have struggled for decades on academics. But a charter school, if, they don't, if they're not performing uh, within the first three years, they go on probation and they get another three years to turn around. And if they don't, we close them at the state level. Yeah, we close them down. So, uh, see the perform or be gone. That's right. And so we are just. Well, trying. they set themselves up, though, Scott. They will perform. How do you mean? 
But, I mean, charter schools will, will be set up to succeed. They'll perform at the highest level. Well, yeah, they don't want to fail. I mean, they're not going to fail. I mean, yeah. and, and, and they're not going to fail. And if there's 400 kids that get to go to that school and they come out with and they come out educationally benefiting from it, isn't that our goal? Sure. To make kids' lives better? Yeah. yeah. Last year, the public schools go? That's the goal. That's is, right. Is to educate every kid that shows up and get them across the finish line so they can choose and have opportunities when they get to the next level of life. Yeah. It's that simple. So, uh, Scott, what's going on with the Duplex Road uh, interchange? Uh, are you aware of anything? Are they are they on schedule? Uh, yes. Interstate? Yeah, everything's moving ahead. Uh, they are. You, you're not going to see a lot going on right now because now they're working on collect connecting over to two thirty one, two thirty one, three thirty one. Yeah, and so they're working on that connection over there. So now you'll be able to at that interchange, you'll be able if you're coming south, you'll be able to turn right and head towards Duplex in Spring Hill. Or you'll be able to head left towards 431? It's 431. Isn't it 431? 231 runs through Bedford and That's right. And so, so you'll be able to turn left. I'm glad you're here, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I know that road very you know well. What? Yeah. It's like, it's like Peachtree Street in Georgia, right? Yeah, it it's goes. It's like everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you'll be able to turn left and go over to 431. So that, being able to turn left, the question is, is Spring Hill going to run infrastructure that way to allow development? Yeah, because that's trust me, it's gonna. I mean, when you yeah. have that access, you're gonna have an interstate access. Okay. You're gonna have to run. You're gonna have to run utilities to that interchange, because you're gonna have your gas stations there, your restaurants, stuff like that. Scott, even though uh, nothing has been committed to it yet, but what what transportation uh, projects do you and Joey see? that you think will happen over the next 10 years? Will, will we get four-laned on interstate all the way down from 840 yeah, I, I, to Bear Creek yeah, or maybe I, even the 30, uh, well, 37? Or? I think what you're going to see is you're going to see a continued push from Joey and I and the Williamson County reps for Spring Hill, right, the uh, Highway 31 going up. up well, yeah, I forgot about that I mean, one. We're going to continue to push for that. Because of the growth on 31, that project is now astro- – it's almost $230 million yeah. to do that project. But it's it, got to be done. Well, it does. Or you got to have alternatives, right? The, 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 the Buckner Road interchange, right? That's an alternative, right? You've got to figure out alternative ways for people to get out of Spring Hill. Um, the other thing we're looking at is what we've been told by TDOT – is when they finish the Buckner Road interchange, then you'll probably see the widening of Interstate 65 from Highway 840 down to Saturn Parkway. Yeah. And then, you know. We should go further. Well. I know, I know. I'll take what we can get right now. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, Joey and I are always continuing to push for Bear Creek. uh, Yeah. To have that widen the four lanes to provide greater access to the interstate for for commerce and for people to get to the interstate so they can get to work. Yeah, that'd be a good one. All right, folks, we're kind of coming to the end of the hour. T. Willie, we got programming coming up this weekend. What we, do we got? We sure do. We got the game of the week is at Columbia Central tonight. Uh, we'll kick off at 530. The, the game will kick off at uh, about 7 o'clock. It'll be simulcast.